Hi, it's Pete Norsed here, and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football uh, betting podcast. Uh, and as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton, and we well we we performed outstanding midweek, Jimmy. Five out of five. Yeah, I think the word for that is perfection, Peter. <laughs> it's not often, is it? No. Well, it hasn't been. It hasn't been this season. Well, we've done all right. Don't be so harsh on us. We've we've, yeah. we've tre- treaded water, if that's even a phrase, for most of the year. But uh, it's nice to get five out of five. And I have to say, Pete, you've just caught me because I'm uh, going to settle down and watch Colchester versus Scunthorpe tonight in League <laughs> Two. Such is my dedication to my craft. <laughs> right. Let's uh, start with it then. Um... And again, we've got, well, this weekend and again, we've got midweek next week. It's relentless at the minute, but uh, still, we'll get there. Right, Everton versus Newcastle first. Everton have won two recent. There's been two draws. Newcastle yet to win. Uh, Everton uh, away at bottom six sides. One four, drawn one, lost five. Not great form that at home to bottom six sides, really. Coming off a one-old draw at home to Leicester. Newcastle away at top half sides, 1-2, drawn three, lost five, come off a 2-1 defeat at home to Leeds. Everton, they've only won two of their last seven home matches, so their home form hasn't been great of recent. Newcastle lost their last five Premier League matches. I think there's some good value here, Newcastle, but it's just their recent form that puts me off backing them here. I, 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 don't, I see Everton winning this game, and that's what's putting me off. Yeah, it's never good when you... You, you you think a team that's receiving a full goal is the value, but you can't sort of find an angle to to say that the home team won't win. I mean, Newcastle are winless now in their last nine Premier League games. That That is quite a stretch, and it really is a good job that they had a good start to the season, else they'd really be in the mire now. Yes, on both teams to scores landed in five straight meetings of the team. So you would probably think if you're going to... If, you, if, if yes, on both teams to score is going to land, there's a great chance that Newcastle at least cover here. I mean, Everton have won just one of the last five meetings of the sides. So, again, that's another pointer towards the Geordies. But like you, Pete, I sense Everton will win the game. I can't trust them to lay a full goal on the handicap, though. So, I'm leaving this one alone, mate. Palace Wolves next. Recent head-to-heads were... Crystal Palace won one draw, Wolves won uh, one. At home to mid-table sides, Palace's record is 1-3, drawn three, lost four. So very mixed. They're coming off a 3-2 defeat at home to West Ham. Wolves away at mid-table sides, 1-4, drawn four, lost two. Come off a 0-0 draw away at Chelsea. Palace, again, their home form this season is the same as against mid-table sides. 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Wolves not one in seven Premier League matches, so that that's incredible for a, a, you know we believe Wolves are a reasonable side. Ratings suggesting value Wolves. I, I think they are value. I think they are value. I, I don't. I don't really. I think that. I think they're a reasonable bet. Wolves. Mm, well, you say they're a reasonable side, Pete, and I mentioned this to you for the last podcast. They've got twenty-three points from twenty games. Um, not the sort of point accumulation that you'd normally say for a reasonable side. I mean, historically here, there's not been many goals. You know, last six meetings of the sides all gone under two and a half goals. I mean, the goal line opened at a solid two and, and it flipped up to two and a quarter. And I advised people in the Focused on Football magazine yesterday to, to jump on that. 
and it's now back down to two. You can back the under two and a quarter goals at 1.69, and it's rare that I would go below 1.7 on a bet. I still think that's a little bit of value, and this is the killer stat for me, Pete. When Palace take on sides outside of the top six on home soil under Roy Hodgson, they've gone 26 and seven to the under two and a half goals. So I almost think now the goal line is a prevailing market line of two, the probable worst case scenario, even if you take the under on the two goal lines is a push. Um, so yeah, I'm, if you want to back the under two and a quarter goals at 1.69, I'm not going to dissuade anyone. It's probably just a little bit short of a price for me though. City, Sheffield United next. Uh, City won this fixture last season. A home to bottom six sides. Good record, as you'd expect. 1-8, drawn one, lost one. Cut for a 5-0 victory uh, at home to West Brom. Sheffield United away at top six sides. 1-1, drawn one, lost six. Cut off a, a very good 2-1 victory away at Manchester United. City, they've won their last seven Premier League matches. Sheffield United won two of the last three. So they're now coming to a little bit of form. I don't see any value in the line. I anticipate a comfortable City win. Yeah, um, there's a very interesting stat that I found, Peter, with regards to Man City in these spots against um, bottom six sides. Um, 22-2-0, which is pretty strong. 19, listen to this, 19 times they've been leading at half-time. And nine of those games, they've been exactly one nil ahead at half time. So, what what's that telling us? It, it's telling us that teams do literally stack their back foot back line defensively. They they don't come out. They don't try and attack. But City are patient and they don't literally fly forward and you know try and win the game early on. They quite quite happily be patient, and you can get. Nine to four on City to be winning one nil at half time. It was a great win for Sheffield United in midweek. You wonder how much that's probably going to take out of them ahead of this game. Um, I probably lean to Sheffield United plus two and a quarter, but I tell you what, at nine to four, City to be leading one nil at half time isn't the worst bet you can make this weekend. No, I agree with that one, uh, especially yeah, Sheffield United. I, I, you know, fairly resilient as well. Yeah, that's available with Sporting Index. Uh, there's a couple of 21 to 10s around with Betway and Bet365. As we know, City are patient. They often go in into, into a half-time interval with relatively low-scoring games and then expand in the second half when the opposition tires. So, yeah, I think that's a decent play, folks. West Brom, Fulham next. Uh, West Brom at home to bottom six sides. 1-1, one, one, drawn five, lost four. Obviously coming off that 5-0 defeat uh, at home to Manchester City. Fulham away at bottom six sides. 1-0, drawn two, lost six. That's a poor record, really, away. Come off at 0-0, draw away at Brighton. West Brom, um, they've lost their last... I've, I can't. I can't read what I've written down here. I don't know what they've done in their last five. They've lost their last five home. Well, they're not they? very Sorry. good. Well, they're not very good. They're, no, no, no. They lost their last five. Can substitute yeah. any stats in for the words. They're not very good. <laughs> Fulham drawn six of the last eight Premier League matches. Despite this, my ratings are suggesting some small value West Brom. But again, this is a game that I'm not interested in. Yeah, and I don't really understand our team in the bottom 
three in the relegation zone, no matter who they're playing, Peter, can be favoured away from home. I mean, we've talked at length, or I did the other week, about the stats of when newly promoted teams meet each other. You know, before West Brom got beat by Leeds, the stats were 21 home wins, nine draws, two away wins. Now, I watched the last 15 minutes of that Fulham-Brighton game the other night because we had good money on Fulham to avoid defeat. And it was like the Alamo, Pete. Brighton, Brighton, how Brighton didn't score, I don't know. And yes, Fulham may actually have nicked it at the end with the odd excursion, the odd breakaway. But I tell you what, Brighton battered them. So to be favoured... Bearing in mind they were half a goal underdogs away at Brighton. Now to be favoured away from home, uh, I can't have it. And we know that West Brom haven't performed well. But also as well, Pete, you have to factor in here, a draw for Fulham is probably a good result. I know they're five points behind Brighton, but they do have a game in hand. The last thing they want to do is go to the Hawthorns and lose. So I think Scott Park would probably take a point ahead yeah. of this game. So. Yeah. You know, back in West Brom plus a quarter of a goal. Again, not the worst bet you can make, but given the way they've looked defensively, it's not a bet I'm going to make. Arsenal, Man United next. Last five meetings, I was surprised at this. Arsenal have won four with United winning one. At home to top six sides, Arsenal won four, drawn four, lost two on a 3-1 victory away at Southampton. You know, they've won like five of their last six Premier League matches, Arsenal. They're in, you know, when you look at where they are now with Chelsea and Spurs, they're not, it doesn't look, the season doesn't look so bad. Man United are out mid-table sides, 1-4, drawn three, lost three, come for 2-1 defeat away, uh, sorry, at home to Sheffield United. United, they're unbeaten in 17 away, winning 13 and drawing four. I see no value in the line. I would have to lean to the away side, purely and simply because of their resilience away from home. But I'll tell you what, Arsenal are, are doing a little bit better now. They certainly are, and I'm really annoyed that I didn't pick up a piece of the Arsenal plus a quarter earlier in the week. Um, because we know, Pete, don't we, over the last few years, no matter what we think of Arsenal, no matter what they've achieved, when they play at home against top six finishing sides, apart from Man City, because Man City always seem to turn them over, they've been impressive. They've gone 11, 9 and 6 at home to top six finishing sides. Now, that's been a declining record, admittedly, um, but it's still a solid one. So I'm a bit annoyed with myself that I didn't take Arsenal um, plus a quarter of a goal. Now, you can still back them up scratch at 2.14 and you can buy that quarter of a goal, um, which takes the price down to 1.79. I actually think, Pete, I'd probably want to be on the other side of that bet with you if you're going with Man United because I'm... I'm going to be really interested to see how United bounce back after losing to Sheffield United because there's been so much positivity around Old Trafford of late and now they've suddenly been sent crashing down to earth by Chris Wilder's men. Now, if they had an easier game next time up, yeah, would have no problem backing United, but they're going to an inform Arsenal side, Pete. I think this is a really dangerous game for Man United. Southampton, Aston Villa, uh, recent head-to-head, Southampton 1-1, there's been one draw, uh, Villa not, uh, not one. At home to mid-table side, Southampton's record reads 1-2 draw and 1 lost 7, come off a 3-1 defeat at home to Arsenal. Villa, away at mid-table sides, 1-3 draw and 4 lost 3, it's not a bad record that from Villa, uh, come off a 3-2 a, a defeat away at Burnley. Southampton, they've lost their last two Premier League matches, 
and Villa, they've lost three of their last four Premier League matches. So both sides in a little bit of dodgy form. I think there's some value with the home side. But again, it, I, I'm not convinced. Southampton still yet to convince me that they can be that consistent at home. Well, yeah, I, I fully agree um, in that way in terms of um, Southampton's home performances. What, what is it? They've won 16 of the last 47 at home. But, yeah. And here's the killer thing for me. They've lost only two of the last eight, Pete. Both of those were against teams from Manchester. So, although that record on paper is not good, it's improving. And even their defeats now are good defeats, if that makes any sense at all. And I'm going to repeat what I said the other night when Villa went to Burnley and were half a goal favourites. This is Aston Villa. Not having them, Pete, away from home as favourites. Earlier in the week, this line was scratch. I think that defeat the other night for Southampton has probably put a few people off. But at the end of the day, Pete, is, yes. that, is that a bad defeat Actually, for wait, wait, wait one minute. I, I, can I rewind? Yeah. I didn't realise the line was plus a quarter. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's got... Right, I, I've, I'm, I'm having I, I, that's changed my whole perception on that. Now that I, I'm going with Southampton plus a quarter. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happily going to take Southampton plus oh, yeah. a quarter in this spot. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll be honest, Pete. Even at even on off scratch, I was pretty tempted, and now it's shifted. There, you've got that little bit of extra cover, and again, you know, the teams go into this game level on points, and. I still think Aston Villa are overachieving. Yeah. Yes, they've played very well. Not taking anything away from them. But, yeah. That's it, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say crazy. <laughs> Calm down, Peter. Um, <laughs> but yeah. but I, I think it's a little bit out of kilter there. So, I'll take Southampton plus a quarter. I'm not sure where that money's come from today because it opened the day at scratch. Yes, that, it did. Money, that money has come in through the day. Somebody, and it's clearly somebody with quite a lot of influence in the market, likes Villa. I'm happy to be on the other side of it, Pete. Yeah, I, I, that, I, I now am um, agreeing with you. Yes, I, I can't. Yeah, I just, I just can't work that out. That, that's a good bet. That is, I believe. Yeah, I, mean, Even... I, think, I think we know why in terms of why people are happily or happy to take on Southampton at St Mary's because their record isn't good. Let's be honest. Me and you used to do it, Pete. Yes. Didn't we? Yeah. We, we we made quite a lot of money opposing them, but. I think they're a slightly different team now. And I think those metrics for Villa, they might be good on paper. But I'm, I'm a bit concerned and I don't mean to, you know, downplay our achievements the other night of backing Burnley, Pete. But to, to, to lead away at Turf Moor with 15 minutes to go and lose the game against a Burnley side that don't really score many goals, that in itself for me is concerning. Mm. Next up, we've got Chelsea Burnley. Chelsea have won two. There's <laughs> been one draw, and there's been and there's a one away win. Um, Chelsea at home to bottom six sides. One seven draw, not lost three. They won three of those seven by two or more goals. They come from a nil nil draw away at Wolves. Burnley away at top half sides. One three draw and one lost six. Five of the six losses by two or more goals. So it tends to to suggest if Burnley lose against the better sides, that they, they, they lose by two or more goals. They come off a three two victory at home to Villa. Chelsea not one in three home. Burnley won their last two Premier League matches. I'll let you say what you've got to say before I say what I've got to say. <laughs> well, this is a 
Well, in the midweek, Thomas Tuchel, it was his first game in charge, and I, I did warn people about the fact that there might not be a bounce, and there clearly wasn't. Do you know, though, Pete, how many passes they completed against Wolves? I know they were very big possession-wise. They, well, they had 78.9% of the possession, to be exact, and they completed 820 passes. Wow. <laughs> that's Well, I've just got the old calculator out, Peter. That's nine a minute. <laughs> I, I don't really know how you complete nine uh, passes a minute and not have enough possession to score a goal. And I think we saw uh, a shift because... Mason Mount, Reese James and Tammy Abraham, they were all left out by Tuchel. I'm not convinced Chelsea is going to be that happy a place under him. And he's talking the talk and he's saying all the right things. But I think he's going to look to dismantle a lot of things that Lampard put in place. Now, I know what people are going to think. They're going to think that we're going to dive in on Burnley plus one and a half. You might. I'm not going to because, as you quite rightly say, Pete, in these spots, Burnley are you know, love it or hate it. They'll either, in a way, you might either want to back Chelsea minus one and a half or back Burnley outright because that's what it's kind of telling me here, that Burnley will either put in a really good performance and win the game and they're available at sort of nearly 10 to 1 to win the game or Chelsea will cover. I personally don't really know what's going to happen despite me thinking that the camp at Stamford Bridge isn't that happy. I'm going to leave this one alone. I'm completely predictable. Great value, <laughs> Burnley, plus one and a half goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Like I say, sometimes betting is that easy. <laughs> we shall see. Right, Leicester leads. Um, Leicester at home to mid-table sides, 1-7 draw and not, lost three, cut for one old draw away at Everton. I thought that was a pretty good point there for Leicester. Leeds, their away form, 1-5, lost five, cut off a 2-1 victory uh, away at, uh, at uh, Newcastle. Leicester, they've won three of their last four Premier League matches. They're in some good form. Leeds, again, very mixed, very mixed away. I don't see any value in the line, minus three quarters. I'm not convinced Leicester are going to win this game, though. Well... They've been fragile on home soil and unfortunately we've been the wrong side of, of those defeats, or I have, I know. And those those defeats have come at the hands of Villa, Everton, Fulham and West Ham. Now, it's difficult to say in terms of those sides, how they approach the game. Were they happy to sit off uh, and make it difficult for Leicester to break them down? I get the feeling that Leeds are going to come out and play and attack Leicester, which actually, conversely, might really help Leicester in this spot. This this line opened minus a half, Pete. I was really kind of tempted to take Leicester minus a half. Now it's moved to minus three quarters. I know they've won seven of ten against newly promoted teams. Um, I just can't do it, Pete. Especially now it's moved to minus three quarters. I'm staying well away from this one. Well, this season's heroes, West Ham hosting Liverpool. Recent heads, West Ham are 1-1, there's been one draw, Liverpool are 1-3. At home to top six sides, West Ham's record's not too bad, actually. 1-3, drawn two, lost five. That's that's pretty good, really. Uh, coming off a 3-2 victory uh, away at Palace. Liverpool away at top half sides, 1-5, drawn one, lost four. Coming off a very good 3-1 victory away at Spurs. West Ham won their last four Premier League matches. They're in some very good form. 
Liverpool, while the, the Spurs victory was their first in six Premier League matches, I don't see any value in the line. Could be an interesting game, this. Obviously, West Ham, if they win this, they're in the top four. Yeah, and I believe even the, those uh, famous words of Champions League were even uh, uttered by David Moyes last weekend. Now, needs to calm down a bit here, because old Moisey. Um, Liverpool have been dominant in this fixture. They won seven of the last nine with two draws. They've scored twice or more in eight of those nine games. And I do feel that Liverpool are the sort of side who, if they have your number and know how to open you up, can do that at will. And, you know, the fact that they have that very um, good victory last night at White Hart Lane, and we'll come on to Spurs in a minute, um, I... I can only really see a Liverpool win, to be honest, Pete. I'm saying it's a no-bet game from, in terms of the handicap line at three quarters because West Ham have been so competitive this season. Even when they've been dreadful over the past few seasons, they have raised their game against the better sides, often helped by a vociferous crowd. I think Liverpool are going to get back on track here, Pete, and I think they're going to get back into the title race. I think they may have had their little blip and I think they're going to be all guns blazing from here on in. I'll tell you what is quite interesting, though. West Ham, since they had to get serious last season, and I'm talking about when they, they, they had to fight to stay up, and they, and they beat Norwich 4-0. Since that game, they've been in a good run of form. Well, let's put it this way. We're hot. They've played 20 games this season, West Ham. They've won 10 of them. Now... That's not a small sample size, 20 games. And if you win half of them, you know, they're available at over nine to two for this game. A, te- yeah, but... a team that wins 50-50 games at the moment. Yeah. They, they only tend to lose... West Ham are tending to now to lose against the better sides, aren't they? The top sides. Yeah, which is, big name. Yeah. Which is who they're playing this weekend, which again yes. w- would put me off. Um, but again, they, they remain competitive in games. So... Yeah, I mean, we saw what they did at the at, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They were three down, came back, got a point. You know, they don't give up under Moyes. Right. Brighton Spurs next. Oh, do uh, we have we... to talk about this game, Pete? Come on, <laughs> let's get it over with. <laughs> Brighton 1-1, one, one, uh, drawn one, and the Spurs have won one. At home to top six sides, Brighton's record leads 1-1, one, one, drawn three, lost six, which is fairly resilient, really, when you look at it. Cough a nil-nil draw at home... Uh, to Fulham. Spurs away at bottom six sides, 1-5, drawn four, lost one, come up a 3-1 defeat at home to Liverpool. Brighton drawn six of the last eight home matches. Spurs lost just one of the last 12 away. There's got to be some very good value here, Spurs away from home. My only concern here is Will. I, I think the league is away from them now, but they will definitely want to still qualify for the Champions League they're not. They're not out of that race by any means. Uh, I, I just. I think they're going to go. The, the cups this year are what Spurs. I think may concentrate on. Yeah, well, I, I just wish I'd not opened my big mouth the other night and rushed out, focused on football when we were saying um, in the last podcast about what a great bet um, Tottenham were plus a quarter of a goal. I was convinced it was going to go to. My, you know, Tottenham minus a half and Tottenham minus a quarter. Anybody with access to Betfair, they can go in there and look at the prices that the uh, 
the money was traded at. And I assure you, folks, the up towards the top end of the limit, the 3.75, quite a bit of that is traded by me. And you can now lay Brighton at 3.3. So I've got a massive red book already on this game. Um, no way out of it, really. But I do think Spurs will avoid defeat. Now, I said that the only thing, nothing could go wrong the other night, because even if uh, Liverpool did beat Tottenham, it wouldn't shift the price. Didn't really factor in Harry Kane limping off. Um, don't know if he's going to be fit. Uh, just trying to have a look now. I, I'm not sure. If don't he... think so. I don't think so. No. So I, I, didn't, I didn't factor that in, to be honest, an injury there. So that's uh, my bad, as they say, but you can't always factor those in. And even now, I think it just makes Tottenham a stronger bet. I mean, what did we say last season, Pete? There was all those ridiculous things going around. Were, were Spurs a better side without Harry Kane? Because they had a better record when they played Son up there. They've won five of the seven meetings of the sides. The only time they did lose was that game last season at the Amex, but that was badly interrupted by that terrible injury to Hugo Lloris. I think it knocked the stuffing out of the Spurs players in the opening minute. This this line is ridiculous, Pete. Brighton are 0-6-4 so far this season, and they've won just one of their last 19 Premier League games on home soil. And if you work that out quickly in your head, yes, that is technically a full season. How is this price what it is? I don't know. It's an even better price now. Um, so if you, hopefully you didn't listen to me the other night <laughs> and, back, and back Spurs minus a quarter. Now listen to me. Back them at this price point and you'll get much better value. I think Spurs minus a quarter is a cracking bet, Pete. Yeah, and I think this is a case where you say that, you know, about Asian handicap bets, minus a quarter means if it's a draw, you only leave, leaves half a point. So you could be fairly bold here, I would suggest. I can't, I can't see Brighton. I can't see Brighton winning this game. Well, I don't see what what makes us think after they've won one of the last nineteen on home soil that they're suddenly going to bounce back. Um, and yes, I said that they they battered Fulham the other night. They did batter Fulham, but it was Fulham and they couldn't score. They're now coming up against a better team, far more um, dangerous on the break. In spur in the shape of Spurs, uh, yeah, I've, I think Spurs minus a quarter is a great bet. Right, let's have a look at this then. Uh, I, I'm going for three, and, and you pointed one out which I, I, I was not aware of. Southampton plus a quarter. And I, I think anything anything gaining goals on Aston Villa is is, is a good is a good bet in truth, um, especially at this sort of level. Burnley. Away at Chelsea, plus one and a half, and Spurs minus a quarter at Brighton. Oh, crikey, we're doubling up, Pete, because I'm going to take Spurs minus a quarter. I'm going to take Southampton plus a quarter. And I'm hoping that the under in the Palace Wolves game, the under two and a quarter, gets up to 1.70. If it does, I'll take it. If it doesn't, I'll leave it off the card, folks. Yeah, it's very. I'm just just to find like that that Brighton game. You know, I, I I'm almost tempted to lay Brighton outright. Yeah, that's but... what I did at three point seven five, Pete. So jump on the three point three, and you'll get much better value than me. Yeah, it's 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 not a great. I, I mean, okay, you're not. It, it, it's one point four. Essentially, you're backing at one point four, but I I I think that's a reasonable bet. 
We've not beaten anybody at home this season. No, until I mean... until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. you know they they have drawn six games. So is yeah. your favourite word? They are resilient. Yes. But if you're if you're laying them at three point three, I've. I think that's a pretty solid bet. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, put it this way. It's a lot more solid than 3.75. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. We shall be back Monday. Uh, have a good week, everybody, and uh, best of luck. Best of luck.